0: As warrior dads, we got to tackle a lot of things, but tackling low testosterone levels should definitely not be one of them. Uh, we need to keep our testosterone at peak levels, and that is absolutely crucial for all of us. So I'm sure you know all the horrible things associated with low T levels. If you don't, it's definitely not pretty. Uh, it's Google search away, but unfortunately, testosterone levels in men have been consistently decreasing over the last two decades, and it's actually one of the biggest conversations I have to have when working with men, which is why I decided to create the Warrior Dads Testosterone Booster Guide and Checklist. It's a free download, and all you have to do is go to checklist.warriordads.com, just download it, start, start implementing it and start to feel the difference. So again, go to checklist.warriordads.com and get your free copy now. Being a dad isn't always easy, but it's the best thing I ever did. I'm constantly improving myself to be the best dad I can be through fitness, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle. As fathers, we pass on many things to our children, such as our mindset, our habits, our attitude, and what we've learned along the way. Each of these will shape who our children are and who they will become. The Warrior Dad's mission is to help you become the healthiest version of yourself, to hone your edge, and to live with purpose. My name is Jim Bartomey, and this is the Warrior Dad's podcast. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Warrior Dads podcast today. I have the pleasure of speaking with Josh Gansky. Josh is actually a local guy to me here in uh, King of Prussia. And I got linked up with Josh through a mutual friend. And he is the co-owner of centerforselfcare.com. And uh, he's going to tell you a little bit about that. So I'm going to do a brief interview for Josh and then we're going to get right into it. We're going to be talking about mindfulness today. So this is a really, really great uh conversation i think you guys are going to get a lot out of this so josh believes when we take care of ourselves we can be at our best have most balance in our lives and be more present for people in our lives for the people in our in our lives josh is a middle school counselor he has worked at both the middle school and high school levels he received his mindfulness training and supervision through thomas jefferson university's hospital mindfulness institute josh thanks so much for uh coming on the show man
1: uh, Jim, thank you for having me today. It's a, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. Thanks.
0: Yeah, I'm glad we could finally uh, link up and, and have the time to do this. So, um, and today's not an easy day with uh, with the kids being out of school and all for, <laughs> for uh, voting day. So this was this was great. Um, so Josh, tell everyone a little bit about um, centerforselfcare.com and how that came to be. Sure. So
1: um, I guess just to, to begin, I think it's, Important for me just to maybe share a little bit about why I got into mindfulness, mm-hmm. and then kind of what got me to, I think you know, kind of the business and just kind of our focus. So, you know, at, at the time, you know, I was uh, I was feeling really stressed and uh, you know pulled in a million different directions, constantly on the go, and you know just this doing, 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 and um, you know really trying to balance, you know, work family you know wife two kids and i I honestly was driving around i would say every weekend with like a pit in my stomach and uh was definitely you know having a lot of angst and stress and and worry and and just kind of um i would say i was i'd go far to say like i I wasn't enjoying life and
0: um how long ago was this
1: this was about six seven years ago okay and uh, a mentor of mine from grad school, um, I knew she had been doing a lot of work uh, in mindfulness. Uh, you know, I met with her and she'd said to me, you know, you know, Josh, you should really consider, you know, taking a class. And um, she rec- she recommended this class. It's called Mindfulness Based Stress Reduction. And uh, it's an eight week program. Um, I did my class out of Thomas Jefferson. You know, they offer this class at other you know, universities and places in the area. And, you know, what I can say is that, you know, I took the eight-week class and, you know, it changed my life. It really made a huge difference for me. And, and you know, the thing is, you know, I can honestly say, like, I enjoy you know life more. You know, I, you know, listen, I still experience stress and I still experience struggle. You know, and I think one of the biggest lessons for me is that, you know, guess what? You're going to experience those things. You know, it's for me, it's really been about kind of like learning to work with it, um, paying attention more, being more aware, you know, noticing, you know, the joy and and being gratitude and grateful in my life. Um, And I, and I think the other part is just, um, you know, this idea of like, you know, being kind and compassionate to ourselves Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, kind of cutting ourselves a little slack. And um, you know, for me, it's made a huge difference. and, and, you know, I think it's important for me to say this too, you know, mindfulness is only, you know, it's one way. Um, and it's not the only way. And, um, you know, for me, the biggest kind of message, you know, comes out of the work I do is that no matter what your way is, it's important that you take care of yourself. And, you know, what I found for myself was that, you know, I, I really needed a support group. I needed, you know, people that were going through the same things as me, um, kind of same struggles, same stressors, you know, kind of, same you know joys and and happy things as well and and i needed a group and and i realized for me i i needed a group of guys and uh you know what i what i did is uh you know i found a group of men to begin with you know they were dads um husbands uh you know working you know kind of going through the same stuff and you know we created this group together and i and i still meet with these guys and you know, what it's become is it's become a really huge support group. And, and I think, you know, for me and, and the other men is like, you feel like you're not alone. You feel like you're heard. You feel like you're part of something and connected with something, you know, bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from all this work, you know, I, I was doing a lot of work on my own in terms of business and trying to, you know, teach mindfulness and, you know, get people to come in and focus on their own care. And, uh, you know, I'd met this guy, his name's Mark Balser, he's my business partner. And uh, he'd been doing a lot of work with, uh, you know, men and self care and mindfulness. And, you know, we, we came together and, you know, kind of talked things out and said, you know, we really want to create, you know, supports and, you know, kind of classes and workshops and retreats and seminars. And listen, our stuff's, you know, available for everybody, but, you know, a real focus of ours is, you know, and I think the, you know, a big part of it is we live it. We live this life of, you know, being a man and a dad and a husband and caregiver and, you know, just balancing it all. We really thought, you know, for us, there was a need and we really felt there was a need for others too, to kind of have a place that they could come together, be heard. It was safe. You know, you could show some vulnerability and, and just feel supported and cared for. Yeah. You know, so it's that—that's kind of how it morphed
0: into, you know, what it is. And so, for for anybody listening, try to sum up what mindfulness is, or or, or elaborate a little bit more on on mindfulness, because I feel like that could be a little bit sure m- misconstrued, and I just want people to really understand what part of mindfulness you're talking about, and the capacity, and basically how you used it in your life to go from being stressed out and, as you said, not enjoying life. And then going through this workshop and, you know, having it completely, you know, transform yourself. Not again, like not, not that you're not working on it constantly, right? But sure. just, it just, it showed you the way. And um, so maybe you can clear that up for some of the people listening.
1: Sure. So, you know, the definition, you know, that a lot of people use is this, it's, you know, paying attention on purpose in the present moment without judgment. So the idea is that you know, you're know you paying attention to everything on the outside, things that are happening around us, and you're also paying attention to what's happening on the inside. Um, and when we talk about in mindfulness paying attention to the inside, we're talking about paying attention to you know not just thoughts, which I think a lot of time that's where our attention is, but we're also paying attention to emotions and we're also paying attention to sensations in the body. And the idea here is that you know, essentially we're allowing ourselves to be human beings and allowing ourselves to experience everything. I think sometimes we have a tendency to want to maybe avoid or not paying attention to certain things or avert them or push them away. And I think we all know as kind of human beings that, you know, when we do that, things don't just go away. So, mm-hmm. so the idea is that, you know, we, we really just allow ourselves to experience whatever's happening moment to moment. Without necessarily grasping on to kind of everything that happens, and listen, we grasp onto things at times. And the idea is that through this awareness, we really start to pay attention to our habits, you know, our patterns, you know, our stressors, you know, kind of our the way we think about things. And by really paying attention to what's happening, it can give us some space to really see what's here. And then the other part is, I think, with just this idea of giving ourselves space, you know, it allows us to respond. in, I would say healthy ways or healthier ways for ourselves and the people around us, you know, to be maybe a little less reactive um, to kind of what's happening. And, and I think the other part of it, too, is just this idea of, you know, our attitude, you know, how we go into our experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, because oftentimes, you know, we, we can tend to be judgmental or closed off, um, or unforgiving, um, or self-critical. And the idea with mindfulness is that, you know what, we can be aware of these things. Um, You know, they don't define us. Um, We often think that's who we are as a person. But the reality is these emotions, these thoughts, these sensations, they're moment-to-moment experiences. Um, You know, as human beings and as adults, I I think we know that, you know, things aren't permanent sometimes we get stuck and caught up in those things, thinking that these things aren't going to end. But if we really truly pay attention, even in the most unpleasant of times, there are, you know, happy and joyful and beautiful things happening around us, you know, throughout. So that's kind of a, a, maybe a short, maybe long summary of kind of what mindfulness is and kind of the way I look at it and uh, define it.
0: No, it's great. I think that's awesome. And then, you know, one of the things you just mentioned right there at the end is just finding something that you, it sounds like at least finding something you can, can be grateful for, right. In in a time of unpleasantry.
1: Sure. You know, I, I mean, I, I, think, you know, sometimes when we go through say unpleasant things, you know, we can get really stuck and it can get, it's almost like Velcro. And I think, you know, if we really are paying attention you know there are joyful things that are happening around us, you know, even just someone saying hello to us or you know a loved one being there and and I think that's where a lot of the gratitude comes in um and is a big piece of mindfulness
0: hmm. sounds like there's also like a really underlying piece of you know being present, yeah, right, and not yep. taking things for granted because you know someone says something you know nice to you about you know, whatever, the shirt that you're wearing or, you know, the tie that you have on or the shoes that you're, you you know, something like that, you know, we could just kind of blow those things off, but not really understand that someone's actually giving us a compliment and maybe trying to connect with us, things like that. And then, you know, going back into that mindfulness instead of just blowing it off or being like, okay, thanks. Or, you know, something like that.
1: Yeah. And I think kind of, you know, being aware of kind of what you do with that, right. When someone says something like that, right. You know, those small little things, uh, you know, if we're not, paying attention. If we're not aware, we might not recognize it. We might not notice it. Um, so yes, you know, this idea of kind of being present for all of it, um, that's what it means to be a human being. We experience everything and, uh, we can miss out on a lot if, you know, we're, you know, avoiding things or Mm -hmm. we're not really kind of present for what's right there. And, um, you know, it's, I, you know, I, I have, I feel like I have to bring it up. I mean, like our, you know, the phone. Um, it's a really, it's a big distraction and, uh, often I, I notice just, you know, people just not paying attention to one another, not, you know, those, those little, those little things, you know, the hello, the smile, right. The, the eye contact that, you know, it's, it's the little things that really, I think make the difference. Um, yeah. and I, and I think it takes some real awareness to say as simple as it can be to put the phone down, um, or, or just to to be present for your children in the house, you know, or your wife, or you know, your partner, whatever it may be. I, I just, um, it's uh, it's it's those small acts that I think really make a difference.
0: Yeah. So, what do you see that there's any kind of common denominator with these, you know, you're saying that you have these, these groups and you guys are able to be vulnerable with each other and, you know, just kind of open up and, and share things. Is there any kind of common denominator of what men, maybe specifically dads need to work on the most or things that they are sharing that come up consistently over and over again, that you're, um, that you're kind of having to coach them into, or, uh, um, you know, bring them, bring them back into that mindfulness.
1: I, I think two of the things that stand out is just kind of, um, you know, the balancing of everything, um, you know, the job, the, the family, uh, the, you know, the, you know, whatever their significant other kids. Um, and then, you know, kind of making themselves a priority as well. I, I think that's a common theme. And I think the other thing is just, um, kind of the, the judgment and the criticism and like the guilt, um, that, that can come from just, you know, I think just being, uh, you know, being a dad, um, you know, whether it's with, you know, your, their kids with, uh, the, you know, significant other, or, you know, just, uh, you know, making time for themselves.
0: Um, you mentioned guilt what kind of guilt because I've actually uh, talked to some other people about that as well and actually you and I did talk a little bit about yeah. this offline before but I've had this conversation with other people so what what kind of guilt are you hearing in these kind of c- scenarios
1: I think um, I think you know just kind of go along with what I was just saying you know there's I think there's guilt about just kind of uh, taking time for themselves themselves making, okay you know making time for For, you know, for me, Um, I think um, I think that there can be guilt and I would connect, you know, the judgment and criticism when um, there's a lot of uh, kind of reactivity that can happen, you know, like overreacting to a a child or, you know, a spouse, um, that kind of thing. And um, I think um, I think just, uh, you know, time you know, spending time with, with their loved ones. Yeah. I think that's another area too. And uh, yeah, just the idea of like, and, and I think the other thing too, is uh, sometimes a need for perfection. Okay. Uh, you know, to be, you know, you have to be everything to everybody. Um, which, you know, if you, I think we, <laughs> we all know when we, we kind of set that expectation, it's uh, you're, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure failure because there's no such thing as perfection and uh i think that um i think some of the yeah some of the dads and men that we've worked with there's like kind of this need to be perfect mm-hmm. um, and not make mistakes and not mess up which um in
0: all areas of their life like in the business in the business life and in the family life both both areas I would say all the above. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. You know, whether it's at work, right. Um, Or with kids or, you know, with their, their wife or partner, whoever it is. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a, there's a pressure.
0: Yeah. And you're right. It's put on by us, right? Because if, if someone's striving for perfection, they're setting themselves up for failure already. Yep. Right. So you have to be realistic. And that's one of the biggest things in setting goals is just, you know, being realistic about the goals and not, you know, you can have a stretch goal, right? And something that would be really, really great if you achieved it. But let's say, you know, you're trying to run a marathon, and you've never run a marathon before, and you haven't worked out in two years. And you're like, well, there's this marathon next month that I really like to do. Or even three months down the road, it's like that might not be attainable, depending on what your level of physical activity is like, or, you know, what your conditioning is like. So, you know, yeah, you definitely have to set realistic goals. So you, you you said making themselves a priority. Do you think a lot of guys want to make themselves more of a priority or are they just so focused on doing things for other people? Like you said, like trying to be perfect for so many other people in so many other areas of their life. Do they, do you think that people actually even try to focus in on themselves and they're like, well, I really want to make myself a priority, but uh, you know, I just don't know how to do it. Or do you think it's not even entering their mind? And then like once they actually sit down and talk about it, they're like, yeah, I'd like to do more things. Like they almost have the epiphany after the fact, or do you think that they're actually, Trying to do it, but then just can't figure out a way to do it.
1: I, you know, I mean, I can speak for myself, right? I I mean, you know, I want to take care of myself, and uh, sometimes I'm better at it than other times. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I I think I I do believe that. I believe they want to. I believe they want to take care of themselves. I just, I think, um, I think we get stuck, and um, you know, it can be really hard at times to especially when we kind of get in that habit of like, I've got to take care of, you know, I got to take care of the job and I got to take care of the family and uh, you know, I'm not going to have enough time for me. You know, I, I think what happens is it goes by the wayside and um, but I, I do, I do believe that, you know, people, I believe they want to, I do. And, and I feel like, you know, that's one of the hardest things is uh, you know, making the time Um you know, and kind of, but I, I feel like, you know, once someone comes into say one of our classes or workshops, like they walk out of there, they're glad they came, you know, because it, it was for them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and here's the other part too. Guess what? Even by coming, you could still have the guilt and you can still have the, you know, the, the criticism. And, and what I'd say is that's okay. Cause guess what? We experience everything. So um, you know, I think sometimes what holds us back is like we get caught up in that, that guilt, that criticism, the judgment. And then it holds us back from moving forward to say, you know, whether it's working out or eating right or, uh, you know, coming to a, a mindfulness program. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think, you know, what I would say is that stuff's normal. We're going to experience it. We're going to feel it. Um, but I think sometimes we get it's like quicksand and we get stuck in it.
0: Because that, that would actually make sense because it, it's not falling into – because if you're experiencing guilt, if you're experiencing judgment, if you're, you know, not feeling the best about yourself, you know, it almost – especially for these people that are trying to set the standard as to being perfect, you know, you're not living in accordance with that perfectness, right? You're not perfect, obviously, if you're experiencing those things. So I'm wondering if they're getting down on themselves a little bit more because they probably feel like, well, this is my wake-up call that I'm really not perfect and I'm not really cool with that and this isn't really what I'm trying to achieve for myself, even though it might not be realistic. But then it's like, you know, it's just a a reminder that, you know, oh, well, obviously I'm not perfect and I'm experiencing these things, but it's great to have someone like you say like, no, that's okay because we're all going to experience these things. Just how are we going to handle them? What are we going to do after we do experience them? Are we just going to let them you know, pull us down, like you're saying, like the quicksand. Are we going to let them, you know, pull us down further into the quicksand? Or are we just going to, you know, figure out how to climb out of them and just keep moving forward?
1: Yeah, no, that's, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think often, you know, again, with this idea of expectations and I would add, you know, outcomes, you know, we get I think we can get really stuck in that, um, you know, especially, you know, when we're doing some comparing as well. Well, you know, I used to be really fit or I, I used to take really good care of myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then now, back in the I'm
0: college like, days or in my twenties or yeah, something like that. Right.
1: Exactly. And then, you know, and, and, and I think here's the other part too, you know, you, listen, it, it's good to have goals, right. And it's good to have outcome. I, I think that it's important to remember too. It's, you know, it's the yeah. way learn the most. Yeah. And that's, and that's the moment to moment awareness, um, Because listen, you know, if we keep, Attaching ourselves to the outcome, which, you know, whether it's, you know, perfection or, you know, I've got to lose 30 pounds or, you know, I've got to be this way. You know, if if we keep focusing on that the whole time, that can cause us to get stuck, especially Mm -hmm. when things don't work out the way that we might have wanted them to go. So the idea is like we got to pay attention to each moment. Yeah. Pay attention along the way because that's where we're going to grow and that's where we're going to really learn the most about ourselves and and like you said, you know that's how we're going to kind of pull ourselves out of that hole or that quicksand, right? By focusing on that,
0: and that's really where, where a lot of the interaction is, right? I mean, if you're talking about just just focusing on the end, that's really interesting that you say that because then you hear different sayings. Um, you know, one of my, one of my wife's favorite movies, as far as day off, and of course one of the famous quotes from that is, if you don't stop and look around every now and then, now and then you're going to miss it. Yeah, right and that's just so true it's basically sums up exactly what you were just saying right there because if you're only focused on the end goal then you get there then you're like all right well what's next and you maybe even remember the journey up until that point maybe yep. it took you two years three years 10 years you know and it's like how much did you miss out on because you were just kind of blowing through it waiting until the end result came
1: I, I yeah I, yeah I couldn't agree more And and I think you know, one thing that, you know, in my teaching, I use, I, there's a lot, we do a lot of reflection. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I ask myself continuously is, you know, what is most important? And, and I think that's a real guiding light, you know, like uh, that North Star, because I, I think, you know, that informs us on a lot. You know, what is most important? Well, you know what? I really need to be paying attention to that. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's the most important thing in my life. And that can change. That can change over time. That can change moment to moment. But I, I think that's a really like crucial question to ask ourselves.
0: Yeah. What's your North star? Yep. 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 I like that. I like that concept.
1: And, and, you know, I think the other piece connected with that is, you know, in mindfulness, there's a lot of intentionality and, you know, intentionality, it's not about perfection. Um, and it's not saying like, I'm going to take all these steps to get here, but, you know, we can, we can set our intention each day, you know, we can set it, you know, for a meeting, we can set it when we walk into the home and the idea of intention, you know, it's, you know, for example, you know, when I, when I do homework with my son, you know, my intention is patience (laughs) and guess what, what? I I get impatient, right. But, but it's a reminder there and it's a reminder that, Oh yeah, wait a second. I might need to step back right now. I might need to walk away for a moment, you know, and then, you know, come back and be patient for my son. But the other part of that too is, you know what? It's important that I'm patient with myself because guess what? I overreact at times and then I become very hard on myself and judgmental and critical. And that's when I have to step back and be like, whoa, dude, you gotta be a little more patient with yourself too. Cause you know what? You're going to mess up sometimes. So the intentionality is a really important piece
0: that's kind of almost like the North star too, right? I mean, your intention is what yep. you're setting it for. So your North star at that particular point um, would be to stay patient, especially during the homework piece of it. So that's your, you know, that's what's kind of guiding yep. you right there.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, yep.
0: Good. Sorry. so I was just going to say, and maybe this is the answer that you were going to give anyway, if I asked this question even before you brought this up, but what's the thing, you know, y- you had this point in your life that, you know, wasn't very happy for you. It sounded like you were all over the place and then you had this experience and you had this, this training, what's one thing that helped you the most or, and maybe that's the exact same thing. Um, so I want to know what helped you the most and what you would recommend to someone listening to this. Like, what's the, what's the one thing that you would recommend? It's like, if you're going to start here with mindfulness, this is the first thing you got to tackle. This is the first thing you got to do um, to kind of uh, bring, bring that mindfulness into your life or into those situations that you're having. So what's, what's some tips there? What's one tip there that you would give to the people listening, but then what's the one thing that helped you out the most? Maybe they're both the same thing.
1: So I, I think the, just this idea of, of noticing and, and paying attention. Um, you know, I, I think for a long time, I thought I was paying attention. Um, but I think really I was kind of, you know, for example, like I'd, I'd feel that pit in my stomach and then (laughs) I would go right to my thoughts. Oh, it's gotta be this, or it must be this, right. Or, you know, this is what's happening right now. And, you know, I would try to get rid of it or I would try to push it away or avoid it. And, um, I think the first thing is just really paying attention to myself and kind of just allowing myself to be exactly as I am. And, if, when I do that, I don't grasp onto things as much. Um, I, I, I kind of just allow things to happen as they are, and and what I what I notice, especially with that pit in my stomach, is it's it's not there anymore. It really isn't. And when it comes back, I can really just say, you know what? It's I'm just I just feel uneasy in my stomach right now. Instead of attaching with all these negative things and criticisms and what ifs and coulda shouldas. And, and I think for me, just the, the paying attention and allowing probably has made, made the, one of the biggest impacts on me, um, with the mindfulness and and then my life. And then I think the other part is just the self-compassion, you know, being kind to myself, um, you know, just treating myself like I treat other people. And so I think it's that combination of like mindfulness and compassion, um, that has really kind of help me really enjoy life and, uh, just, you know, be happy with what I have moment to moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I think, <clears throat> and I think just, uh, and, and I think the other part is just connectedness, feeling connected with myself and then just connected with others. Um, you know, I, 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 find that to be the most important thing. And, and I think if I could just give it, you know, suggestion or advice to people is, you know, find other people that, you know, want to spend time with you in this way, you know, whether it's working out, whether it's, you know, a men's group or just, you know, mindfulness group, I I think just, you know, being connected with other people is, I I really, I think that's one of the most important things we can do. And for me, that's made
0: a huge impact in my life. Okay. So, with trying to find people to be connected, you know, you mentioned that you wanted to have that in your life, right? You yep. wanted to find a group of people. So where did, you, where did you look to? How did you go about that? So,
1: you How know, did you
0: find those people?
1: Sure. So, you know, it's interesting. I was, I was on a retreat and, you know, I'm, I was kind of at like a crossroad with – Was it was my... a
0: guy's retreat, like for, for men only or what no, was
1: No, no. It was actually – it was co-ed. Um, but it was just a great opportunity to kind of step back and do some reflection and connection. And, um, you know, I kind of, I asked myself, you know, what do I need? You know, that was like a big part that came out of it. Like, what do I need? And one of the things was, you know, this idea of a group of guys. And I really, I thought long and hard about kind of the, you know, the friends in my life, um, you know, different guys, different men that I felt connected with and, I kind of, like, went through it and over, you know, reached out to, you know, friends that I knew and then some guys I had just connected with recently. And I was like, listen, you know, I want to I want to start a group and uh, just, you know, a place where we can come together and be ourselves and be heard and listened to. And, um, you know, for me, like, I, I you know, I, I, I sought it out. Like, I, I kind of recruited <laughs> different guys that, you know, I was connecting with in my life, you know, friends from the past and then new friends as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, think, you know, if you can find that opportunity, whether you create your own or there are people offering groups where you can come in and spend that time with people, I think it can make the hugest difference and, uh, it can be life changing too.
0: No, these online groups and person groups. Cause I know you guys have in-person groups around here. Um, but what about for the guys that, you know, for, for people that maybe are even listening to this and like, wow, that sounds really, really great. But, you know, are you talking about more online groups too?
1: Um, you know, we, we do both, you know, we do, um, you know, we do in-person stuff and it's funny, you know, I, I, you know, I was always like, I will never do online. It's gotta be in person. Like that's where what... And, mm-hmm. um, You know, what I what I realized is and, you know, there can be a lot of connection online as well. So, you know, we uh, we do kind of weekly kind of, uh, you know, drop ins, you know, uh, you know, my partner, Mark, does this thing through Zoom. I do a thing on Facebook Live. Um, And then in addition, you know, both of us have done kind of like and, you know, a two week challenge where, you know, you do a mindfulness practice and connect with the other people that are in the group. Um, that's online as well, um, and what I would say is, you know, the in-person stuff's really powerful. <laughs> you know, I I lean toward that. I love the online stuff, but the in-person stuff really is. Uh, it's just a different. It's a different experience.
0: Mm-hmm. So cool. So tell tell people a little bit more about these Facebook lives that you do.
1: Sure. Uh, so. Um, you can friend me on Facebook, uh, Josh Gansky, and um, every Monday night uh, at 8.30, I do, a, you know, Facebook Live, and I do a mindfulness practice and a reflection at the end, so it's just an opportunity. You can either, you know, view it live, or you can view it later. Um, it's really just an opportunity for people to just pause and, you know, just settle in a little bit and just kind of take a moment to stop, you know. Mm-hmm especially with our busy days. Uh, the other thing I'll share too is my business partner, Mark Balser um, Sunday nights. Uh, he does a mindfulness, you know, live thing, I think through zoom. And uh, you can actually go on our website too, um, which is a uh, center for the number Four self And you can see, you know, when kind of a lot of our online stuff is, and then also a lot of our face to face things that are going on.
0: Okay. So just for, for people listening, it's Josh, and then it's Gansky, G-A-N-S-K-Y, right? And you said you could friend you on Facebook there to get yep. the information on that. And then if you wanted to look up uh, Mark, M-A-R-C-B-A-L-C-E-R. And then just one more time for the uh, the website, it was Center, C-E-N-T-E-R, the number for selfcare.com. com. Yeah, correct. And, th- yep. I, and this, this ties in really well with your job. Your other job too, right? Because you're a a counselor.
1: That's correct. Yep, I'm a school counselor, and
0: you know, just so you're helping not only just men and adults and dads here, but you're also then teaching this stuff. I mean, do you incorporate? I'm sure you incorporate this mindfulness with your students. I I do
1: Um, definitely. uh, You know, whether it's like lessons or just the idea of being present for them which Mm -hmm. I think is probably the most important thing we can do for each other. Uh, Just really, you know, being there for one another and just kind of showing care by being present. Um, And also the other thing I do, a lot of my work is uh, with educators because uh, educators need to take care of themselves. Um, A lot of time they are uh, taking care of others, and um, it's important that their care is a priority too. Uh, So it kind of – it all goes hand in hand.
0: Yeah. That's awesome that is awesome josh you're doing some great stuff out there man this was great this is a great conversation
1: thanks jim i appreciate it
0: um is there anywhere else that people can find out information about you i mean you already gave facebook the uh the uh, website anywhere else
1: um facebook uh center for self I, I mean i think those are the the two places and um you know would love to love people come to have people come to our events um will be a lot going on uh, you know in the new year as well Uh, a lot of things in the kind of upper marion king of pressure community kind of the mainline community uh where you know it's there's we have face-to-face stuff going on and then online things as well um i hope people continue to look at our website and um just check things out and uh like i said again you know this is really about you know people taking care of themselves and making that a priority in their lives and uh,
0: that's awesome. So, Josh, uh, as with every episode, I end with 10 questions for the guest. And that uh, these, these 10 questions are inspired by uh, James Lipton and Bernard Paveau. So uh, just real quick, kind of like a little rapid fire, you know. Sure. Um, but here we go. Ready? Yep. Number one, who is your hero? Oh, wow. Uh, my parents. Uh, what excites you?
1: I think just, you know, being with people, uh, connecting with others, uh, that's, that brings me the greatest happiness and joy.
0: What turns you off?
1: Uh, people that don't listen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite sound?
1: Hmm. Uh, I mean, I'll be the first thing that came to my mind. I mean, you know, fart makes me laugh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is your least favorite sound? Uh,
1: uh, certain people when they're chewing.
0: Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite quote or saying?
1: Um, it's not what you have.
0: It's who you have. I like that. And, uh, In a couple... What's okay. that? Did no, gonna, add?
1: it's A.A. Uh, a. Milne. He wrote "You know Winnie the Pooh. So that's it's his quote.
0: Okay. So. In a couple words what should a dad be?
1: Supportive, caring, uh, role model, um,
0: loving, nice. In a couple words, what should a dad not be?
1: Oh, man. Um, I think not afraid to mess up. Um, I'd say perfect, and um, just yeah, I'd say you know, not afraid to mess up, in perfect I really?
0: Yep, I like them. If you could try any other profession, yeah. what would it be? Uh, own own a food truck. Nice. What kind of food truck? The price. What would
1: services? it be? Price. Or uh, or sauce of some kind like, uh, you know, kind of meatball sausage, uh, you know, all that good stuff.
0: (laughs) Nice. And finally, what would you like to be remembered for?
1: Uh, I'd say just a, a good friend and a good dad and a good husband.
0: Awesome. Great, man. Well, Josh, thank you once again for coming on the Warrior Dads podcast. I really appreciate you making the time. I love this talk about mindfulness and the tips that you gave for everybody listening. Um, you know, I know I walked away with something as I do with every interview that I do. So, again, thank you for making the time to do this.
1: Thanks, Jim. I really appreciate it. I, uh, yeah, it's great to spend time with you and uh, talk to you about this stuff. So, thanks.
0: You're welcome. Have a good night.
1: All right. You too. Take care.
0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Warrior Dads podcast. If you like this podcast and want to support it, please subscribe, leave comments, and share it with someone you think would benefit from listening as well. Thanks again, and keep on being a Warrior Dad.